Hello out there, ladies. It's Rochelle with another episode of Unabashed You, where we as women get to talk about stuff. Here we are once again, ready to share an authentic conversation with a woman who has a lot on her mind and is not afraid to put it out there. Brave, thought-filled pondering. Honestly, we did not get to cover all the topics she was ready to delve into. Two more things before we get started listening to our episode with Priscilla. First up, you will hear me sucking on a cough drop. So forgive any mild slipping noises you may hear. Second, the correct pronunciation of abashed is unabashed. I don't like it. So I've added the third syllable's distinct pronunciation to make it unabashed. It's got a nice ring. And although I am a former classroom teacher, I'm giving myself artistic license here. I wanted an adjective to describe each woman, not an adverb that describes the action of a verb. I wanted it to be so embedded in who each woman is that it becomes a part of her description. She is tall. She has brown hair. She is unabashed. Not just something she may do on occasion, but who she is. Okay, enough of my soapbox for today. Let's get to the episode and let being unabashed begin. Our guest today is Priscilla. We met about 10 years ago through work. She became my right hand. We had so much fun and we grew close. She is a faith-filled, faith-filled, can I say that word? She is a faith-filled, positive, funny, and I love her laugh and I hope I get to hear it today. Let's get to know her. Welcome, Priscilla. You know, there's so many other adjectives I could use to describe you, but, you know, we're, the listeners are just going to find out as you go, just you're, you're so joyous. That's one of the things that I love so much about you. You're very joyous and you're very thought filled. I mean, you like even just preparing for this, like you just like really, just really I put a lot, a lot of thought, like I just got your latest email or yeah, your latest email with all the additional thoughts. And it's like, okay, we have enough for like three or four episodes here, but let's. I feel like I always prepare, but then I know that, you know, I, I just want to have enough and then we'll see what happens. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. All right. So we're going to dive right in three words to describe yourself. Oh boy. Um, oh, hold on. Oh, I probably should have done this. I need to turn my phone off. Okay, good. Um, three words to describe myself. Empathetic. Mm. Sweet. Mm. Bold. <laughs> Empathetic, sweet, and bold. Yes. I'm torn between bold and brave, but I'm going to go with bold right now. Okay. I love it. And Brave would have worked too, but yes, yes. And and what a well-rounded picture that creates. Oh, good. <laughs> it's so hard to describe yourself in three words. Yes, I, I understand. And that's part of the fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're enjoying this. 
Well, I do. You know me. I, there's got to be that little slice of something in there that that is kind of revealing, but that I also find humorous. Yeah, humorous or or enlightening or both. Both. That's even better. One of your favorite movies of all time. Oh gosh, favorite movies of all time. It could be recent, maybe when you were a kid, or it's just one of the ones you just go back to time and time again. You're like, I just, I just love this movie. No, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the um, Caribbean. Yes, I could just always, always go back, and it takes me back to like being 13 for some reason. Like, wow, now that it has romance. It has. You know, humor. It has it swashbuckling. Has, it has uh, Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom. <laughs> right, what's not to like about that? Exactly. Now, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I had no expectation, but You're I... Right. That is such a hard question. <laughs> well, of course it is. Of course it is. Well, then see, and that's the other thing I love about this is we could do this again in an hour or tomorrow morning or tomorrow night and every answer would be completely different. And so the, in that way, the questions are timeless. But right now, it's pirates. Okay. I'm, I'm not of something new, though. But yes, pirate, we'll go with pirates. Okay, pirates. Cinderella. And what? Cinderella, live action. Say that again? Cinderella, the live action. Mm -hmm. It doesn't oh. have people in it, but it was a well-done, beautiful Disney live-action movie. Was that the one with Lily James? Yes. Got yes, it. That was okay. Who would you want to be stuck on an elevator with? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Again, that answer could also change. Yes. 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 <laughs> In this moment, Chris Evans. Oh, Chris Evans. Very nice. Now, is that for conversation? He's gorgeous. You, he would probably figure out a way to get out of the elevator. We could do it together. But do you want to get out if you're in there with Chris Evans? Well, that's true. Would not want to get out. <laughs> you might want to stall a little bit there. Don't no, solve nothing. the don't solve the problem right away. Right. Okay, now do you have uh, I'm the shameless plug for for Apple Plus? Did you watch Defending Jacob? My gosh, yes. Oh, I did courtesy of my sister recommended it to me. Like this was maybe a month or two ago. Love loved yeah. it. If if anybody's listening that hasn't seen it yet, please go go watch it. It I I just I don't even have words. Yeah, there aren't <laughs> words. There aren't words because if I didn't know what it was first of all, and I wasn't feeling well, and I just kind of put it on, and then I watched the whole thing in two days. I yeah. mean, it was like I can't stop watching this. Yeah. So I don't have an Apple Plus account, but just for that show, I got the free trial. Watched it within a week and then canceled my trial. <laughs> Good for you. Good for so you. There are ways, people. There are ways. There are ways. All right. I love it, Chris Evans. All right. You know what's coming next. Two truths okay. and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I've been listening. I've been listening to your podcast. 
And I know that you always ask this question, and then again, I hate being put on the spot, so I've prepared for this one. <laughs> Deep breath. I once made an old fashioned with Jamie Foxx, and he said it was one of the best he's ever had. I once worked out with a professional dancer and never said hi because I was scared I'd blurt out, hi, you're gorgeous. I once closed the door in a guy's face instead of giving him my number. <laughs> Interesting. I know you did bartend for a time, so so now the you make it an old fashioned with Jamie Foxx. That's an interesting word with implying that he helped you make the drink or whatever. Oh four. Okay, thank you for clarification. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, that could be one of those ones where it wasn't Jamie Foxx, it was somebody else, but okay. The second one was um uh, oh, yeah, the dancer, the dancer. I could see you being fearful. Of, yeah, I could, that one I definitely could see is true. And then the last one was, um, you. I think I'm going with the last one. You accidentally you slammed the door in the face instead of giving the number. I think that's the lie. I, th I think that's the lie, yeah. That's true. I did close the door in a guy's face instead of giving the number. Why? The... <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 a whole other podcast right there. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, did you make Jamie Fox uh, an old fashioned? That is the lie. I did not. I did. I have met him. He's uh, he's somebody that's that we've worked with as a client as well. Um, so I've interacted with him, but I did not make him. Okay, so that wasn't from the other job. Okay, that was very believable. Yay! <laughs> very believable. Okay, and then the dancer, that's true. I didn't want to name him in case you didn't know him, but it was Derek Huff. Of course I know who that is. Gosh. I had one and they were like, who's Derek Huff? I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say Derek Huff in case not a lot of people know him. But of course you would know. 
Why are you dancing with Erica, Derek Huff? Oh, it wasn't a dance class. It was, it was a, I used to have a membership at Core Power, and it was like, it's like a yoga studio primarily, um, but he was a regular. And we would, we loved the same instructor, so we always ended up taking the same classes. So I took a few classes with him. Never got the nerve to say hello because, I mean, hello. <laughs> it's just how, like, I, I, I just dread, like, I had the, the daydreams of, like, I could say hi, like, oh my gosh, I'm, like, or just something kind and sweet, like, you're amazing, like, you're so talented. No, I just knew that I would say something <laughs> stupid and embarrassing. So I was like, no, I'm just going to let him be. Just let him be. I will look at the beauty before me. <laughs> That is a great story. <laughs> I love That's it. My first, my first LA stories, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. Yeah. We're going to go a little deeper now. That was fun. That was fun. That was. Where do you find your worth? Where do you find your worth, your sense of worth? Definitely my faith and my relationship with God. Yes. Hands down. Yeah. Excellent. What's one of the wisest things anyone ever said to you? So you probably have a lot of wise things that people have said to you through the years. Of course, we hopefully we all have had wise things said to us. But what's one out of the many that you you, you come back to time and time again? Um, I again, that is also very difficult. Thank but you. There's two. <laughs> Fabulous. And I love that you mentioned your dad because I know you have a very special relationship with your dad. So I love that one of your pieces of wisdom comes directly from him. That makes me very happy. All right. What do you like to do to have fun? What makes you laugh? I mean, you've, you've laughed already quite a bit in this, 
which it makes me so happy. But you know what? What do you do to go have fun? What do I do to go have fun? I mean, I love people. So as long as I'm with a great friend, I have a great time. Um, so many different things. I love. I love going on bike rides, uh, rollerblading. Um, going to see shows like at theater or concerts. Um, I do love to drink. <laughs> I love a good friend who loves to drink and just let loose. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so many different things. Again, I'm a social person. Which I'm also an introvert, but I guess I'm an ambivert in some ways. Um, but I love people and I as long as, I mean, I'm having fun right now. <laughs> right. And isn't that interesting that some of us, like, I also am an introvert and Sean also is an introvert. And yes. as are you, like, people who meet us for the first time would not probably characterize us that way. And yet we know that about ourselves. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Incredible. It is fascinating that some of the people that are the most, you know, animated and, you know, you know how I can get, I know how you can get, and yet we've got that other side that's like, no, I, I've got to just chill, be alone, read a book, just re recharge, plug in. I wonder if that's like the creative side. Like, we, there's so much that goes on in our head that we need that space to just kind of be and then let, just let life happen. Yes, um, yes. I don't know. I like that you know that about yourself, though. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that, it's a, it's a nice little grounding tool, for sure. <laughs> Love it. We are going to go deeper, deeper, deeper. Yeah, you right. can't see us, but we're pretending we're diving. We're going to, diving into a deeper, Deeper. I've got I've got your email here in front of me, and I also have the notes I took last time we talked. So, do you want me to kind of like get started, or do you want to dive in? How would you like to do this? I would love for you to facilitate. <laughs> okay, I will facilitate. Okay, I will facilitate. So, in our pre-talk, you were talking about how right now the world feels really heavy. There's a yes. lot of unrest. Yes. And you wanted to talk about that a bit. That all yeah. the, the discomfort, it's uncomfortable. So what do we do with that? Yeah. There, I mean, yes, if you're living and breathing in this day and age today, um, there's a lot of suffering on the news, um, in neighborhoods, like people are fearful, um, worried, anxious, um, un unrest, like there's a lot of unrest. Um, and as an empathetic person, I, I feel all the feelings, like not, I just do. Um, and so it's, it's been, I mean, everybody knows these are challenging days. These are challenging times. This has been a challenging year. Um, and I guess, I guess I just wanted to encourage people. I, I feel like the world as a whole, as a whole, 
is in some type of a waiting phase, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like even if, even if you're an essential worker, um, I've been, I'm grateful and fortunate that I'm, I still have a job right now. Um, even in that though, like there, it's slow, like time has kind of slowed down for a lot of people and we have time. Um, we have all this time, but we're not necessarily allowed to do much. You know, you're not allowed to do the normal um, day-to-day life. Um, and so in a way, it's like a waiting period until this pandemic is lifted. Um, I guess, yeah. Um, and I, I guess I wanted to just talk about waiting first. Um, and that waiting, seasons of waiting is not easy. Um, and there's a beauty to it. Uh, if we really are like disciplined by it and like really learn to rest in the unrest, something beautiful really does kind of happen in place. Um, so I, I, I've been in a very long waiting season myself um, since I moved to, so for those of you who don't know, I, I used to live in San Diego where Michelle is and where I met her and um, we worked at a great company together. Um, I also had some other little jobs and I was there for six years and then um, moved to Los Angeles. Uh, and this was four years ago that I moved to Los Angeles. and. Honestly, I never really thought I would move to Los Angeles. That was never in the plans for me. Like, L.A. was fun to visit, um, but San Diego was it was the dream for me. <laughs> it was a beautiful, peaceful city, um, and I really thought that was God's plan. I thought that's where I would be the rest of my life, um, and I felt a call to move moved to LA, um, and I, I did the bold move. Like it, it really was, it was a scary step for me because I was letting go of a lot of comfortable things. Um, a lot of familiarity and I was, you know, taking that, that leap of faith, I guess. Um, and it's funny because I think a lot of people thought like, so I moved kind of for like entertainment purposes, I guess, in some ways, not necessarily to be like an actress, but um, somehow find my way in like entertainment, I guess. Um, I always knew like voiceover was a part of my heart. Um, and so, but that was always the scary dream to like admit out loud, <laughs> just like <laughs> the chances of being a voiceover actress is very, it's way more slim than like being an actual like on camera actress. Um, but so that I actually didn't say to a lot of people, but growing up, like that was always like a, a secret dream of mine, I guess. Um, and so moved to LA and I think people expected, I, I, I just had a lot of people who like, were very drive oriented in my life and was like, you gotta do this and this and this and keep, keep working hard. And, I, and again, they meant well, um, but I knew my path was different. Like I just knew it. I knew that it was like different. I knew that it involved waiting, and I knew that it involved like some preparation. Like I, I knew that 
God was doing a lot of stuff, like re- kind of like reworking, re just restarting. Um, and that takes time. Um, so flash forward four years today, like I've had so many different jobs um, in my waiting season, um, and each job kind of led me to the next little step. Um, and I've actually lost a lot of friendships along the way, unfortunately, but the right people kind of stood by and, you know, encouraged and walked with me and they were patient with me, my patients. Um, and today I, I'm a coordinator at a sound studio, um, that does EDR, um, I'm not saying that that's going to lead to, like, you know, the next thing, but I just see God's hand in it, um, and I see that for this moment, I'm taken care of. For this moment, I'm at peace. Um, for this moment, I, I'm in the day-to-day mundane, and I'm able to still have a smile on my face and keep moving forward, um, but I'm still in the waiting. Um, so I, I just wanted to talk about like just waiting and that it's, it's not easy for me. Um, it's, it's been an enduring four years. Um, it's, there have been days that are more challenging than others. Um, but uh, I wanted to define patience. Yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. So patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Mm. We're all human, and of course we're going to have times where we feel angry and upset. But I, I think with endurance, um, we develop our patience and... Does that make sense? Oh. It does, because there's a difference between sort of tolerating something and, and squeaking through it, and then there's enduring well and being patient. So you, you, you will get through it one way or the other, or a shade of gray in between those, but it sounds to me like what you've described is really enduring well, being patient, being very trusting in the waiting process and now you've got like a double layer of waiting because you've got the professional waiting which you've been very patient with and now we've got this pandemic kind of swirling around the professional which is uh, a different kind of waiting we don't really know when what how that's going to look when it starts to lift I mean we just we don't know and that's that is that's a waiting for all of us and some people are not doing well with that and some people are doing well with that right um and I and I do want to say um I talked a lot about like my dreams and um my hopes with like voiceover but at the end of the day that's not my goal like I think, I think my goal is just my character and like what God is doing in and through my life. Um, and I mean that that's 
my, I know that my character has been worked on. Like, I, I, I know that you look at me and we're able to talk and reminisce and it's like time has not passed. True. Um, I do believe, like, I'm not the same girl that I was, you know, 10 years ago. And I, I think that's a good thing because I've gone through things. Um, I think a lot of times um, we pray or we hope for suffering or for challenges to just go away, to be lifted, to be, you know, to be done with already. And sometimes, sometimes you, like, you have to walk through it. Um, and there's a, there's a a saying that I like, um, it's suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character and character produces hope. Um, I, I guess I, I just see and I hear a lot of, a lot of cries, which breaks my heart. Um, and I'm like, I am one of those cries. I, I cry a lot as well as, um, but sometimes it's, it's okay to cry and then you learn to like wake up and day and like, okay, I'm going to endure. I'm going to persevere. How can I do that? Um, and I, I, I think different people are different. Like, I don't think there's one way to endure something. Um, I think that's the beauty of our each unique life. Like, we all have different stories and going to look different for different people. Um, but if we ex- the suffering and kind of almost embrace it, um, I think that leads to, to hope eventually. And hope is what gets through the day. Right. Can you tell us, um, and that is based on a scripture, can you tell us where you found that in case somebody would like to look that up? Yeah, that, um, so that's a verse. Um, it's a verse from Romans uh, chapter 5. Anybody wanted to look okay. it up? It suffering produces endurance, and what I love about it is, if even if you're not a Christian, I, I really think that just it's a practical life, you know, um, it's a life verse, I guess. Um, but suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Um, and what does it say right after hope? Um, I didn't write it down, but I, off the top of my head, I think it's hope does not disappoint. Yes, and that's what I was, yes, and that's kind of what, it, it's like, is that the next thing, or did I just attach that from somewhere else in my brain? I don't know. <laughs> I, you see, I because I like that hope does not disappoint. To me, that is a really important part of, of everything you've just said. Because, yeah, the persevering and, and the character and the, everything that gets built. I mean, let's be real. If we got everything we want, every time we wanted it, exactly when we wanted it and how we wanted it, we would not be people of, of depth and character. So it's sort of this strange thing that being told no or having to wait or grow, grow or go through something actually is better for us in the long run, even though we would not sign up for that. We would be, oh, no, no, I, I want the, that, the, the final thing I, now, please. But no, it's, it's, it's the process. It's the going through all that that gets us to have that, um, the character, the enduring well, and then the hope. And the hope does not disappoint. 
I love that you brought that up. Yes. Because <laughs> that's one of my favorites. The hope does not disappoint. You know, whenever I start swirling around in my own little brain about things, I, I kind of come back to that. Hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. I mean, it, it just doesn't. So thank you for that. That's beautiful. Now, that was uh, Romans 5. Do you happen to know where in Romans 5? Romans 5, either verse 3 or 4. Okay, so what that's is? good. That's perfect. That 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 gives us somewhere. If somebody wants to go find that, they can find that. I love that. And you're right. We do all need hope right now. That is something that doesn't disappoint and that we need to, to hang on to. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to hop to something you said in the latest email, which was that because we're talking about... Uh, how to love through the suffering of the world. And then you wanted to share the true description and definition of love. So let's do that. Let's do that. Um, Again, um, I'm bringing this one up. It it is a verse, um, but I'm bringing this one up because um, I actually heard uh, this verse in one of my friend's weddings recently, and she is an atheist. Oh Um, my gosh. I know, and I was, like, so surprised that, you know, she had it in her wedding, but I think that's a great example of this is a great description of love. (laughs) Well, that is fascinating that an atheist chose a particular verse to represent what she thinks and feels on her very special day. Okay, share it with us. So, this is um, from 1 Corinthians 13, and... Most people hear it at weddings, um, but as a, um, what am I going to say, shout out to all the single people, um, <laughs> as a single person, like, I, again, I think this just describes love in general, whether it's, um, uh, I don't know what the proper words are, but whether it's like um, a romantic love or a friendship love, just love in general, I, I really have been learning more and more about these couple of verses in 1 Corinthians 13. Um, it's love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Um, also, fun fact, the word patient at the beginning, love is patient. If you look at different translations, that word patient can be love suffers long. Oh, and, wow. And it just, I again, it ties back into suffering. Um, the greatest love stories, again, whether it's romance or friendship or whatever, involves like some type of a challenge or a trial that people had to go through, but through the long suffering, they learned what love is. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like we should, I I mean, I don't know if these are the right words, but it's almost like we should enjoy the moments of suffering. Like, again, I don't know if that's the right word. Um, but be thank- be thankful, be grateful for those moments. As difficult as it is, 
I think those are the moments we look back at and like, wow, like that brought us together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at it, it's funny, um, I'm thinking of my sister right now. <laughs> and um, I just saw her a couple weeks ago and she's going to laugh when she hears this. Um, but we totally had a moment of like, just one of those disagreements, very strong disagreements. And it broke out into one of those like kind of messy fights. Um, and looking back on it, I mean, she's one of my best friends. Looking back on it, I'm like, I, that moment brought us closer. I know it. Like, I just, like, I know it and I feel it. Right. Getting through, um, committing to making it through the conflict to the other side actually leads to better intimacy. If yes. you can, if you can make it through. Now you yes. use, you, you, um, you were starting to say, you know, to enjoy, or I don't know what word you use, but I just wanted to point out that when we were talking uh, in our pre-talk, you talked about embracing it. And I think that's the perfect word for it, embracing it. Because a lot of times we're like, no, no, no. And like, you know, sword fight, get away, get away. I'm, I'm not going through this. No, no, you can't make me. No, no, no. But meanwhile, you're in it. You are in it. And so you might as well sit in it, be in it, embrace it. I just had another visual. Like if you think about professional athletes or professional dancers, professional, yeah, I'll say dancers or athletes because those are um, people that actually use their whole body and they have to train. They have to, you know, work out. If you have worked out, no, that it's not like, you know, the only way to build muscle or build strength is to push through and like, like you do not want to like, and you, at times you do give up, uh, but the next day you try again. And you know, those, those moments, you I feel like a majority of the time we only see those professional athletes or professional dancers, like when they perform, when they do their thing that they are meant to do. You see Michael Phelps swim but you never see his preparation um oh. and those are the moments that lead to you know the <laughs> right and those were moments of physical pain and pushing and tremendous okay. challenge mm -hmm. it's, it's all the it's challenges all around and you have to go through it you have to go through it agree yeah, and the trying to, to circumvent doesn't work either. Trying to get around it, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's better to just go get go through it, process it, go through it. Yeah. All right, so we're moving on to another part of your topic. Um, let's see, where should we go next? <clears throat> okay, now you wanted to talk a little bit about that we do live in a world where everything is like shared and posted publicly. And I love the other side of that. And so can you tell us about the other side of, of, of like sharing everything publicly? What's the flip side of that? Yes. So obviously we live in a day where everybody posts everything, share everything. Um, I love to do it. It's something that's fun. Um, but there is, um, and then also with that, I think 
think oh, there's been a lot of sometimes oversharing these days where it's like it's just, it stems from it stems from a part like a, a part of wanting to be authentic and wanting to like um i guess that's it wanting to be authentic which is great here is my flip side there is beauty in privacy and there's beauty in the hidden things there's beauty and wisdom in timely sharing um and i'm going to take it as an example to relationships if you're looking at a couple um a couple you and ron do not share all of your moments at all times like you have you have your private intimate moments you also need public moments of when you go out in public together and you are together there's a healthy balance between the two um and i think that apply like i i just think there needs to be more wisdom and um let's just not do what everyone is doing because it's done um just because it's fun doesn't mean it you know it's necessarily right uh, let's try to be you know careful and let's try to enjoy the beauty of the hidden moments um Yeah, I don't know how else to explain. No, but no, that's very well said that we don't need to publicize every moment of our day. We can actually yes. enjoy those moments without having to showcase them all for yes. for everyone else. Yes. Again, yeah, because that expectation, you can wait. You can wait a couple days too. Like if something exciting happens, maybe wait it out a little bit. Enjoy that moment um with your intimate circles and then you know if it feels right like yes share it with the world like i think that's beautiful right and i would have to say for somebody your age you are very discerning about your social media i mean you do not you are not an oversharer at all so i know when you post something it has meaning to you and i actually pay like more attention so to speak does that make well, sense yes yes Yes. Yes. Well, it's true. It's true. I will say along with that, because of, uh, it just popped into my head. Um, when you see something on social media, be sure if it's a fact or something, make sure you research it. <laughs> There's so much like false stuff out there. Really, I'm just like, really? But you can't control it. Like, You live in a great world. We live in a great country. If you, in, you know, America, um, where we have freedom to to post, to say things, um, but you know, do your your job to research. <laughs> yeah, check your sources. Make sure that they're yeah. And what's the rule in journalism? You always have to you have to confirm with a second source. I can't remember what, like what they call it, but you can't just go with the one person. You have to. Go to a second source and confirm that that is, in fact, truth. No, I like that. I like that. Excellent. All right. We were taught what we were pre-talking about, and this goes tying back into your love topic, loving all people. How do we do that in this heated political climate? How are you doing that? say humility like that is something that is 
very rare in this day and age. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of pride. We we take pride in so many things, so many great things. Um, we take pride in in sports teams. We take pride in um, our identity, like just different things. And I think the way to listen and to 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 love someone else that maybe is that is different or that we don't necessarily understand what they're going through. I think that requires a humble spirit and a humble heart, like a, a heart that's willing to like, okay, wait, maybe I'm wrong. Like, wait, maybe, maybe I should listen to what they're saying first. Not my, not them listen to what I have to say, but maybe I should listen to what they have to say first. Um, does that make sense? It does. So you're not preparing your comeback. You're like, no, I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen to this and be open. Okay. Once you're open and you've heard what they have to say or you've read what they had to say and you realize this is just not what I believe, this is not my value system, how do you then, what's your next step? How do you negotiate the next step? I would say, ideally, it would be great if if the other person, like, said their whatever and you listened, you heard, um, hopefully the other person does the same for you, and then you get to also kind of make sure where you stand. Um, here's the thing. I, I see a lot of disagreements happening, and it's like you disagree, and then it's like, okay, we can't, can't be friends anymore. We can't, like, I don't agree with you. Goodbye. Like, you know, like, I'm going to find my people that agree with me. And I think that has to change. Like, yes. I really do think that has to change. Um, we should live in this world where we all have different backgrounds, different stories, different whatever, and it's okay. Like, again, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to have different beliefs. Um, now, if there's going to be continuous argument where, like, it's, like, heated and it's fighting, I don't think that's healthy for anyone. Um, there's a... I'm going to quote this wrong, um, but the gist of it is there's a proverb that's, like, something along the lines of, like, don't argue with a fool. Like, a, yeah, a, right. a fool is going to want to, like, always want their voice to be heard. Always, like, they're not going to listen. They just want, like, this is it. This is what I believe. Like, you have to go with it. Um, and they're just always going to find those people and rally with them. And um, that's foolish. Um, wisdom is... Wisdom is actually saying less, um, and that that's in problems. Again, I don't know where specifically it is, but uh, saying less is actually more intelligent. Um, right, which is very flip side of our world. <laughs> well, it is very flip side of our world, and again, that person that that maybe you're getting heated with, they're just waiting. They're just already preparing their next answer. They're not, they're not listening to you anyway. So it's... They want the, the adrenaline of the, the fight and whatever, um, which I think, again, we should listen to each other's cries and, and, you know, people's hearts. But 
if it's all just about fighting, then I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Okay, so I have a quick little example, and, and I'm not sure that this applies, but I do really like this, and this is one of the nuggets that I want to keep in my back pocket. You know, like there are certain ones that like that I, I like to have at the ready. Um, do you have a light switch? Oh, I know. It's all of a sudden it's very dark. It's very dark. You can't see me anymore. I know. Okay, let me see if I can make it all the way over to the light switch. You might have to hang on one second. Okay, one second. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, there we go. There we go. And let there let there be light. Let there be light. Okay, so um, somebody, you know. I, Okay, not everybody likes everybody. I get that. Um, somebody, somebody said something disparaging about me to somebody else. And uh, I loved their comeback. They, their, their comeback was, well, I don't see it that way. Their, that was their... Their comeback to the person's... No, not to... I wasn't even in the room. I wasn't, okay. I wasn't there. Somebody said something disparaging about me to somebody else. And then somebody else said, oh, I don't see it that way. And I just, and that was it. And I thought that was brilliant because she didn't argue. She just said, oh, I don't see it that way. And I think that's amazing. Like, we should be okay with those answers. Yes, but I just love the wisdom and discernment of that answer and that she just came up with it right yeah. on the spot. Yeah. I was like, yes, I am saving that one. I am saving that one. I don't, I love that. I, I don't, no, I don't see it that way. No, you don't even have to say no because it's like a disagreement. Oh, I, I don't see it that way. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, so, oh my gosh, we're doing so well. All right, we, okay, so, he did put a little client, okay, and then you, if I remember correctly, you wanted to kind of ask my opinion about some things, and that, I, okay, we talked about agree to disagree, that has to be okay, and the second that's not okay, that relationship is not for you. If, if they if they have to agree if you have to be in perfect alignment on all opinions that's not the relationship for you because that that doesn't first of all doesn't even make sense that you would have to that that's a requirement for a relationship that you have to agree on everything and if they can't be respectful of the fact that you do have a different opinion and they don't want to maybe hear why, and maybe you don't want to go there with that person, then again, I'd say that that's not a good relationship to have. And I'm, I mean, friendship, whatever, whatever kind of relationship that is. So um, the thing that I do when I am um, faced with the current political climate, and I read about things, and I question and wonder about the you know the character or the value system or the lack of wisdom or discernment or patience and preparing a response or any of those things i i go to the phrase imago day 
which means made in the image of God. And and that's the, you remember you said your response was humility. And that that takes it to me and it 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 goes up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, I might think that is so ridiculous that that person said that or did that or what what kind of response is that or what kind of character are you showing or whatever it is. I just go amago day, amago day, and and it's become like this little mantra. And I'll I'll give a plug for one of my favorite podcasts, other than this one, <laughs> is a Vo- and I've mentioned it before, the Vox podcast with Mike Erie, Mike E R R E, and uh, I learned that you know he talked about that about that that how that is his response and it kind of keeps everything on a level playing field and everybody's got their own journey and their own lack of and their own weaknesses and it's just like okay well I don't agree with you know some of their character decisions and that's and and I'm I'm made to have an opinion by the way I am I am made to have an opinion it is okay for me to have an opinion I am called upon to have an opinion but I can be kind and respectful and remember that Amago Day, that person that I'm not so crazy about, equal playing field. There we go, level it all out. So it's sort of the same thing that you do, it's just slightly different. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, now, next topic. Okay, so you also wanted to talk about um, seeing through, okay, you just got to spend all this time with your nephew and how you're watching him grow up. And so tell us about that. Um, so for those of you who don't know, my nephew is two right now. He's two and a half years old. Um, he's a hoop man. He, he's starting to, you know, babble and talk a lot. Actually, he's in the parrot phase. Like, where he, like, you know, I say, hey, grab me that. And he'll be like, hey, grab me that. You know, like, he'll just copy <laughs> everything that everybody's saying. Um, and I I loved him before he was born. Like, I just, I'm one of those, like, I loved him not because of anything he had done. And this just shows me even more what love is. Like, um, he hadn't done anything. He hadn't proved anything. He wasn't even born yet. But, like, when he was, like, just in my sister's tummy, um, I had this deep love for him just because of who he, who he was. Yeah. He was going to be my sister's son. And I just had, like, so much great love for him. And so, like, just watching him grow up um, has been has been eye-opening for me because, you know, like we worked with a, a company that worked with, with kids. I love kids. Um, seeing life through a child's eyes opens your eyes even more. I, I really do believe that. Um, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know at what age maybe like it could change. But there's something beautiful about the younger, the young, the young age. Um, they cry, they complain. Uh, right now, I'm just learning that he's taken care of. You know, he 
Um, he has everything he needs. Um, he's, you know what I love? He's quick to forget. If something like painful happens to me, and one of your one of your uh, guests actually talked about this, the, the letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Emily, Emily. She mm-hmm. she talked about it's not. Uh, I, I'm not going to do it justice, and I'm sorry, Emily. Uh, but it was something about like how long you hold on to things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I see that in my nephew's eyes of like, yeah, he'll be upset about something. But then he'll let go of it. It's fine. It's over. It's done. Like he'll he'll be able to like move on to like the next thing. It's probably the it's not the most great example, but it's the best. It's the best example. <laughs> it's the best <laughs> example. Yes, <clears throat> because it's so pure. They're so pure. Yes. Yeah, and we we need to like I I I think I told you this in, in one of the points. Like the older I get, I love I love. I love that I'm in my movies. I love this age. This is actually probably my favorite. Um, but the older I get, the more childlike I want to be. Like, I don't want to lose that side of me. Um, I actually, I love asking my parents. Um, I love asking my bosses. Uh, I probably asked you when we were, like, working together. I just love hearing your stories. Like, of when you were my age or when you were younger than me. Um, my dad, uh, he's, he's a pastor. Um, he That was not necessarily his plan. He actually tried to join the Air Force. He always wanted to travel. And it's funny, like, I'm hearing more stories about him than I did when I was younger. But I'm actually, I think it's because I'm actually listening now. Like, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, and then it, it, I mean, it encourages me, like, wow, like, you know, just eyes of a child, like, and my, so, and my nephew is like that, especially at this age, he watches people, he watches, he studies, like, he, uh, so they don't live with me in the city, um, so we FaceTime all the time, um, and he's constantly, like, he just knows our relationship, he, I, I don't have a good example, but he just knows, like, he's always watching, he's in tune, um, and I, I just, I don't know, I'm rambling right now. No, you're not at all. Those are really good points. Um, seeing life through the eyes of a child and then also your point about wanting to stay childlike and playful has been a theme that's run through many of these episodes, the importance of that. And I, I don't, I don't ever plan on losing that myself. I mean, it just... It's, it's too imp- what's that? I said I love that about you. Yes. <laughs> Why do you think we start each episode the way we do? I mean, it's it's to learn about you, but it's as much for me. It's very selfish. I enjoy those kind of questions. So, um, yes, I, I think your points are very well made. And I think those actually are good values to hold on to. And I think they also are they also help build the character, you know, you, you choose to build. Like, no, part of my character is playful and childlike. I'm not getting rid of that. I mean, watch a kid and how much fun they have and watch them watch you and watch them absorb and take it in. And like you said, go through something, but then I'm over it. I'm ready to move on to the next thing. We need to be more like that. Yes. We need to be more like that. 
Priscilla, this has been a beautiful, wonderful conversation. And we didn't get to everything, but we could always go another round at another time because there is so much always to discuss. I love you to pieces, and I'm sorry that it's been so long, and yet it's like no time has gone by at all. It's it's weird. It's but weird. Isn't it beautiful? Weird. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful weird. It's a beautiful weird. Like it's, this. Yes. This is what life is supposed to be. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you'll always be like a daughter to me. Always, no matter what. You know, you can count on me at any time, at any any hour, any in any way that you would ever need. I, I would be there for you in the drop of a hat, for sure. All right, my friend. I just want to say you're a great mother. I just I feel connected to you through your son as one of my great friends, and I feel I just feel connected to you always through him. And he is someone that has stood by with me through this patience, endurance. And it, it comes from you, Rochelle. Well, like really, I don't know about that. He's pretty terrific <laughs> all on his own. I mean, he's really grown into be, and I, I think I said this on the last episode, I really like him as a person. I really do. I mean, I love him, of course, but I just really, I like who, who he is continuing to become. And we, we, we do have a great friendship a great relationship. And I'm so, I, I feel connected to you when I know that you two are together. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I love you and I will, I will get this together and we'll get it out there. It'll, it'll drop on next Tuesday, which is very exciting. <laughs> yes. So I have some work to do on my end, which is great. And I love the picture you sent. I can't wait to use it. <laughs> So my thoughts are rolling. I'm very excited. This is where my creative juices really get going. I love it. Thank you. And I just want to say, it's great. Like, I knew you when this was, like, dream still. And now you are living it. And that is encouraging in itself. Isn't so. it? Because I have been talking about this for a long time, haven't I? You have. So cheers to you. Thank you. You are an inspiration. Thank you. As you are to me. Thank you, my dear, sweet Priscilla. All right, we will talk very soon. I will talk to you later. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Are you okay with waiting? Do you notice what waiting is doing for you? Is it a growing time or a groaning time? Maybe a little bit of both, if we're being honest. Great reminders to see what character may be developing during this season. And by all means, be sure to remember to play and be childlike. I love it as a recurrent theme on the show. Priscilla, we are grateful for the time you spent with us. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. You can read more about each episode at unabashedyou.com. Want to be a guest? Have questions? You can email at unabashedyou at gmail.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already done so, please do take a moment to rate and review us there. They don't collect any personal information. It takes about 30 seconds. It's a great way for the podcast to be discovered and to reach more and more women who can find beauty in the waiting. And now our blessing for today. 
Though we are incomplete, God loves us completely. Though we are imperfect, he loves us perfectly. Though we may feel lost and without a compass, God loves, encompasses us completely. And that's by Dietrich F. Uchtdorf. You know what's next, ladies? Go be unabashed. Be you.